0: Are you looking for an all-natural skincare product to give you healthy and glowing skin? Well, I have the one just for you. Savannah Sweet Spot is an all-natural skincare line made with some sweet and seductive ingredients like rose petals, cinnamon, and shea butter. And for the fellas, she didn't forget about you either. She has Men Moisturizer and Cognac and Cuban Soap. That's right, Cognac and Cuban Soap. So go visit... SavannahStore.org right now at the place your order. Once again, visit SavannahStore.org. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Gotta get to the money. Yeah. Gotta get yeah. to the money.
1: Uh-huh. Early morning, so you know they're the money. Yeah. So you know they're the money. Gotta make sure damn effect. Make sure that the bills is paid, and then let's get to the money, get
0: to the money, Welcome to another episode of Drinking After Dark, a podcast where we discuss random topics while having a few drinks. I'm your host Darius, and as always, drink responsibly. And y'all make sure y'all follow Drinking After Dark Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and y'all make sure y'all like and subscribe to Drinking After Dark podcast YouTube channel. Tonight, uh, we're doing something different for tonight's episode. Uh, we're doing the part two from last week's episode. Um, but before we get into that, I got to introduce my guest. She's back uh, technically for a third time. Uh, she's the owner of Savannah Sweet Spa. Give a huge welcome back to Miss Savannah Jones. What's going on?
2: How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Thank you for having me back again. Always a pleasure to be here.
0: That's what's up. Um as I stated before, this is part two. Um, after we did our episode last week, uh, we actually started talking about some other things. And I was like, hey, you know what? This will be real cool if we talk about this. Uh so glad she came back. You know, we're gonna get into it. Y'all gonna have fun like you always do. Uh, Before we get started, I just got to give a huge shout out to my sponsor, Joe Shakinab and shakinab.com. Go visit shakinab.com for services, monthly updates, and contact information. Once again, visit shakinab.com, promoting leadership and scholarship. Also, two uh, quick announcements. Uh, If you want to sponsor Drinking Out the Dark podcast, please send a DM on Facebook and Instagram to Drinking Out the Dark podcast for details. Also, New episodes are available every Friday on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So y'all continue to support, man. Tell your friends and family about it. You know, we're we're doing it. We're doing it over here, man. I'm having fun with it, and I hope y'all having fun, too. So, Savannah, man, what you been up to?
2: (laughs) Well, you know, just out here grinding, trying to keep up uh with the business you know I just did my relaunch July 23rd so all the products new and improved website everything's up and running we are back on the ground everything available for purchase um so yeah whether you're looking for something grown and sexy or something light and subtle I promise I got some for everybody so definitely check it out
0: definitely definitely and um before going further, I'm just gonna let y'all know tonight I'm drinking on something completely different than my Noor. As y'all know, I usually drink my Crown Royal vanilla mixed with Dr. Pepper Cream soda. Tonight I'm actually drinking on New Amsterdam mixed with Sprite. So as y'all can see, clear, you know, uh something different. You know, I had had these uh had these little bottles in my bag for a little minute, so I might as well go ahead and uh drink it up, you know, gonna let it, go to get through it, but I will be back on my crown though, believe it, you know, so, um, what you drinking on, you drinking on some tea tonight?
2: Yes, I'm drinking on some, um, it's called traditional medicals tea, um, red raspberry, real good, real good, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of honey, and that's it for me tonight, I ain't doing too much, but yeah, some hot tea for me,
0: yeah, I see you got a new hairstyle over here looking like Foxy Brown.
2: <laughs> and this is my all my real hair, I promise. I just got me a nice old pig, picked up my fro, and hopped on the podcast.
0: You're looking good, though. It's looking thank good. I like that. Thank you. So, uh, we're going to get into some topics. Uh, first topic we're going to get into, we were actually talking about this the other day, was... uh what was he talking about we was talking about uh help me out i'm lost
2: Oof. we was just talking about a little, a little bit of everything i know i know one of the topics that we was getting into um dang we hit on so much stuff okay so you do you want to just go ahead and start with
0: let's start let's start with yeah let's start with Beyonce and Khalees
2: okay let's go ahead and jump into it
0: okay so if y'all don't know um Beyonce came out with a new album um you know you got some people who like it some people who don't you know stuff like that but uh there was some controversy and had everything to do with Khalees and I guess it was a particular song that Beyonce sampled and um called out Beyonce for it um I just want to know your take
3: mm-hmm.
0: before I get into it. What's your take on the whole situation between uh, Beyonce and Uh Kelis?
2: Uh Well, to be honest, I haven't even listened to the album. Well, I'm, I'm going to just keep it a book. I, I know it's like dance music type. So um, I heard it's like a totally different album from all of her other albums that she's ever done from my understanding there was like um i guess she like took a sound clip of something from one of khalees's songs and like she didn't give khalees like a notice that she was going to do that or whatever and khalees got upset with beyonce about it and all of this but honestly i think i think khalees really should have had more of the energy towards uh, the Neptunes which is Chad and um Pharrell because as far as I know they still own the publishing to her music like the rights to her music so I mean technically Beyonce doesn't have to reach out to Khalees to get permission to use that music if she doesn't own the rights I mean I guess you would I guess you would feel better that somebody reached out to her like hey we are gonna use this but it's like I mean if, if you're not owner you can't really get mad at her per se you would want to take that up with uh chad and pharrell who actually own your publishing which she went into that too but um i just i also think it's a little bit of jealousy thing too like beyonce still this big name and calice has been washed up i mean i hate to say it like that like calice is very pretty woman she got a you know nice style nice lifestyle but if we talk about like just artists comparison, Khalees and Beyonce are not even in the same category, like, whatsoever.
0: Yeah, um, Beyonce actually took that song off the album. So, yes, he actually did that. Um, I agree with you. Um, you know, Beyonce don't actually have to notify Khalees that she was going to do this. Maybe she just felt like woman to woman, you know, if you're going to do this, just let me know you know, just, you know, courtesy thing, but, you know, of course, you know, Beyonce, you know, she got a huge legal team behind her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're going to go through the proper channels to get you know clearance and all that stuff. And they did that. And like you said, her um, frustration should have went out towards the Neptunes, but you don't want to also sign that contract with them to where hey, they own your shit. Now, you know, Prince said it best before he died. He was like, listen, you're you really signing your stuff away, your creativity away, you know? So, I mean, I I don't understand what the issue was, because here's the thing. If you actually went back and looked, Beyonce was going to give credit to Khalees, so I guess, Khalees, get paid off of yeah. that. But she made it... All right, let's put it this way. Khalees has talked herself out some money. Let's just get that out the way right now, right? And not only that, but you got Beyonce sampling... You know something from you you talking about the biggest female artist in the world mm-hmm. i mean that's a you know you should be honored that she's doing that now like i said if she would have gave you a heads up that's one thing i guess that's what she's upset about also mm-hmm. too you know upset about her deal that she had with the neptunes you know they gave the clearance you know because technically police don't have any rights to say yay or nay so why would you even go through that, you know, waste your time just to whatever? Cause even if she says no, guess what? You don't own it. So I could go through the people who actually own it and get it cleared. So I just think that uh her frustrations is just, you know, go out to the Neptunes, you know, be mad at them. You know, you're mad at the wrong person. Yep. And, and you know, you know, Beyonce has her fan base to be out where you know they're gonna protect her at all costs.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so it's uh you know, it's just one of those situations that maybe could have been handled, could have been handled differently. You know, maybe she could have said, I feel some honored," because, you know, that could actually boost her name up, you know, and whatever else she has going on. But she talked herself out of it. Yeah. You know, and it's just a, it's just a bad situation all the way around. So, you know, but, you know, Beyonce is not at fault here, you know, no. If anybody, if anybody know the music industry, everybody knows you know owning your own shit is like really important. I mean, if you go look at uh Sierra, Russell Wilson bought her shit back. So she owned her shit. Yeah. You know, you got you got some artists who own all of their, you know, masters and all that stuff. Then you got other artists yeah. who don't and they're fighting for it. So hey, it is what it is, but you know, that's the music industry right there in a nutshell. Yes, literally.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. also I think um I think it's more artists who don't own the rights to their music than actually do. I mean, I guess I guess because once you own it, pretty much any time a song is played or used or whatever, like you can make profit off of that. I mean, what record label would really want an artist? to have all the rights to their music when they could eat off there very easily. So um, the music industry is very dirty. You know, people go through it all the time. The biggest artist that you think has a great con- contract probably really doesn't. They're probably making money, but it's not, it's not through anything that they own. It's more like tours and merchandise and stuff like that. So. Anybody looking to get into that music industry, whatever you sign, definitely look at it. And don't look at it with a lawyer from that record label. <laughs> get your own lawyer for sure.
0: Nah, and especially now with the, uh, the way that the uh, industry is changing, now you got these labels trying to sign uh, these artists to 360 deals. So now whatever you do, they get a cut of that. So it's like, hey, mm-hmm. just sign your record deal with the albums and all that stuff. When you go on tour, that's pretty much where you're going to make your money at. Don't give the record label your cut. You know, just go out there on tour, make your money, you know, go home and, you know, invest your money wisely. You know, if you want to start something else outside of music, do that. Um, Save it. You know, that's always important to save your money, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, the like I said, Prince, you know, he spoke out about it. Michael Jackson spoke up about it. You got a lot of artists who spoke up about it. And yet, you know, I think too, you know, these record labels know who they really want to sign because they, they figure like, oh, okay, they're coming from a background where they actually need this. So basically, we're going to give them this terrible contract. And then all of a sudden, they're going to complain about it, but you sign that contract. You know, um, who's, who's most famous? At TLC. TLC was most famous with that. You know, they signed a contract winning these Grammys and they said, hey, we're broke. They said it at the right. Grammys after they won. We're broke. So it's, it's a it's a business that you really got to be careful in. You got to make sure you have, you know, T's crossed, I's dotted and, you know, just look after yourself. And like you said, get your own lawyer. Don't use their lawyer. Get your own lawyer, you know. Gotta be careful, man. And stay if you have a chance to stay independent, stay independent. Yeah. Unless you sign a um, distribution deal through a, a label. Then yeah, you could get away with that. But if you just sign with a label all the way through,
3: hmm.
0: unless you know you can make it work for yourself, you know, just need that platform, then you could go off and you know, get that fan base, then you could go off independently and do your own thing. I can understand that, you know, a little sacrifice in the beginning to you know, the long game. Yeah. Yeah. Just be
2: careful. Just be careful.
0: And here's another thing I want to say, too, about a lot of, of people and their misconception with artists and everything like that, is that a lot of times when an artist hasn't put out, you know, much anything, you know, and they assume that they're broke, a lot of artists are not broke. They just... Great business-minded people, you know. Chameleonaire is like a great example. You no, know, mm-hmm. he was featuring on the song recently, right? But before then, you ain't heard nothing from him. And I think one time, it was like a few years ago, he was sitting front row at the uh, Warriors game, and people were like, "What's he doing sitting that front row? How is he getting this money?" Because you know they assume that if you're not making music, you're not getting money man that man invested right. into it that man invested into a tech company and made m- so much money off of that but he saw he saw it early on you know what i mean so he used the this platform to help him do other things now he doesn't need music to really you know carry him through the rest of his life so it is something to think about you know so if you see somebody out there you haven't seen in a while just know if they're not they're they doing other things, you know what I mean? They're not just music. Music is the basis, but they're doing other things right. as well. But, that's right. uh, yeah. But here's another thing I want to talk about when it comes to Beyonce. I'm, I'm the type of person that's upset. I get upset every time I hear the comparison between Beyonce and Michael Jackson. Mm. Like, like, who's the better artist? You know, who was more talented? It's like, first off, let's let's get one thing straight. Okay. Beyonce is a great artist. Okay. Mm-hmm. A great artist. But nobody is Michael Jackson. Let's get that out the way right now. Because here's the thing. Michael Jackson, you look at his career from Jackson 5 to his solo career.
3: Right? Mm-hmm.
0: This only maybe... Barely a handful of artists whose catalog can compare to Michael Jackson. Right. And, you know, like I said, you're going to have Beyonce fans out there that's going to defend Beyonce at all costs, saying she's better. I'm saying to myself is until Beyonce sell out an entire country. I don't (laughs) see I don't see anybody on that level. Yeah. You know, so let's stop the comparisons between Michael Jackson and Beyonce because you no know, because yeah. no beyonce she's a to me she's a better singer than michael you No, know, ever since michael got his nose you no know, nose job and all that stuff you could tell singer yeah. wise but the young michael could sing that boy was a singer yeah beyonce to me she's more talented vocally but okay. from an entertainment standpoint Michael could command an entire stage, a big ass stage by himself, and people will fall out. You've seen the clips, passing out, going to the hospital, over this man just standing on stage. Just standing. He
2: ain't
0: even said nothing. Nope. And Beyonce, she could put on a great show. But when it's big, she has all these um, dancers and, you know, musicians, Mm. you know, all of that. To put on this great show, nothing wrong with it, because you know MC Hammer was the same way back in the day, you know. Yeah. But he could, we all know, he could actually dance, you know. Yeah. And, you know, Beyonce she could dance too, but she's not on that level. Say like a, um, like a Jennifer Lopez, um, like Shakira or you know Sierra, you know, stuff like that. You no, know? but she's, I'm telling you, if you give her great choreography, she could do it. But in terms of like just her, like she has great stage presence, but it's not Michael Jackson's presence. No, you know, so
2: anybody would ever be like, especially artists from that era. Like, um, people were held to like a different status then to now, and. Okay, for example, people like Michael Jackson or James Brown or like Little Richard or even if you want to like Elvis Presley, even though he's a big thief. Um, those people really had like people in like standstill shock when they would perform, like people going crazy, just like doing the most just to go see them. And we, talk, we talking about people who really just perform like with themselves it wasn't like a big orchestra or band or nothing like that i mean it was just kind of them i mean outside of the jackson five i'm just talking about them individually yeah people would do the most to go see them and but i don't think nobody is going to be able to top michael ever i just i just don't see it like i don't see anybody having that type of impact um I just don't like i i know we, we got some great artists now i'm not gonna not give nobody their flowers because they definitely deserve it, especially if they've been putting in their work but just overall everything from childhood all the way up into death i mean the man was in his 50s and still had people like Head over heels about all of his music, even with all the allegations and everything like that. You still had like die hard, and you still do die hard Michael Jackson fans,
0: yeah, exactly. He's uh, the day he died, I remember watching uh, TV and out the blue, they said Michael Jackson died. Nobody like they were like, Wait, what you mean he just died? Like cardiac arrest, it was just out the blue. Like this man was healthy when he died. Right. And at that moment, I felt like the world was about to end because you saw the whole world was just like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. You know, and I heard it on BT at that time when they announced it mm-hmm. and then I turned it on, you know, it was on every major news outlet out. It was just like crazy. And even to this day, you know, his music is still so supreme, to where when you go back and you look at all his videos, his albums, I mean, you really can't t- first off, from a video standpoint, you really can't touch music videos yeah. when it come to Michael. Because here's the thing, like, I, Beyonce, like I said, I'm glad he's still putting out great albums because, you know, uh, in the era where it's, like, singles-driven, the fact that you can still put out great albums I think is amazing. Um, but, Even with that said, I don't know an iconic Beyonce video that you could go back and say that is so iconic that this, you know, catapulted her to the top or whatever, right? You know, um, but when you go back and look at Michael Jackson, you can name off, I don't know how many videos, right? Thriller comes to to my mind. Remember the Time comes to mind. Yep. Scream. You know, yeah. you have what else? Uh, the Smooth Criminal. That was a basically a mini movie, right? Yeah. Well, all
2: really, of his videos were.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was just like um, outside, let me see. Don't stop till you get enough. That was off the first album. Then when he came out with Billie Jean,
3: mm-hmm. right?
0: And then all of a sudden, once Thriller came out, which took the world by surprise,
3: mm-hmm.
0: right? Even even when I go back and watch that video at when I was a little kid, I was scared of that video. Hmm. But when I got when I became an adult, I start laughing at it because I'm thinking to myself, How did they just do choreography coming out from the ground? When do they practice when nobody's around? They just in the cemetery at night. Like, look, <laughs> we got we gotta do these steps, we gotta get this shit right. And all of a sudden he turns into a dead man, and they just start. I don't know. If I was in that situation, I don't know what I would do if I see dead people just start dancing out of, no, out of nowhere in the middle of the street. They pop in, they lock in. <laughs> I don't know what to run or take my phone out and like, hey, this is going viral right here. I don't know what to do, but it's an amazing video,
3: mm-hmm.
0: right? And then one of the most underrated um, what was it? Videos? It was um, Ghosts. When he did ghosts right i seen
2: that video
0: yeah it's um it's where the, uh the everybody in the neighborhood they go up to this mansion and they want this guy to move out the mansion you no know, michael jackson and this is how can i describe it it's kind of like thriller part 2 but mm-hmm. it was like a little bit more toned down you know it was a little bit more comedy involved you no know, stuff like that michael jackson actually played the lead guy um he was in this whole suit yeah, I even I didn't even know it was Michael Jackson until they said, "Oh, that's Michael Jackson." I saw the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. I said have known when he was moonwalking as that guy and stuff <laughs> like that. But um, yeah, but that was like underrated. But it was like he puts out great content,
3: yeah. right?
0: And he really puts thought he really put thought into whatever he's doing, you know. But you know, for me, you know, I'm I like Beyonce. I just know to me her most iconic video might be the first solo video she had
2: crazy um, and love
0: yeah i think that's probably the one right there but
2: yeah you know yeah.
0: but even then you know janet jackson has more iconic videos than say a beyonce you know but that's that's just the course of time that we are today because there's so much content out to where you can easily move on to the next that stuff doesn't stick with you
2: Right, right. But they are iconic, though. Like, you can put out content, but you're not necessarily going to be an icon. Like, Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, and Beyonce are very iconic people. Like, they hold weight in their their music. So, you can't just not give them any flowers because they wholeheartedly deserve it. It's just they all they're not the same. Like, Michael Jackson, Beyonce, and Janet, they all own their own type of music, but Michael Jackson always gonna reign supreme. It just is what it is. It's not like he asked to be that. You know, he was just being an artist, and he just happened to be top-notch. Like, and this just was what it was.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you still got... Here's the crazy thing. They had this guy Thing i saw on tiktok he put on makeup and the the hair and all that stuff to turn into michael jackson mm-hmm. looked exactly like michael jackson scary as shit hmm. you know but you got a lot of michael jackson impersonators you have a lot of uh like you said elvis impersonators they still they still around to this day you know um there's a saying out there um heroes will never be forgotten but legends never die
2: Mm-mm.
0: so you know it's uh and i i think you know beyonce is gonna be on that 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 level you know but she she still has a lot of work to do i mean she's still young yeah and, you know she still got so much to bring to the table and it's like even can we say is it still the best yet because you never know you don't know what she's working on she could be working on something right now. After you no, know, she just put this out. Like yeah, I can still put out albums. Yeah. But yeah, she go back, and all of a sudden she could arguably create the greatest album ever in music history. You never know. So you no, know, but yeah, let's let's stop the comparisons between you know the two yeah. two different uh, two different artists. We all know Michael Jackson worldwide is yeah, it's you're not gonna get bigger than that. But Beyonce, she holds her own. But let's it's sticking with Beyonce. Who how would you rate these three? All right. I'm gonna put three names, rate them from one being the best down to three. Mm-hmm. They all great, they all great artists, right? But I'm gonna give you three names, okay? Whitney Houston, Mariah
2: Carey, Beyonce. I would do it literally in that order. <laughs> Whitney Houston number one, Mariah Carey two, Beyonce three. Um, yeah, Winnie. I, I really don't know any other, like, female vocalists that could really, like, knock Wendy out the park, like, now Mariah Carey got the notes, she got the whistle, you know what I'm saying, she got it, like, yeah. Mariah Carey got it, no doubt, but I'm just talking about, like, ballads and runs and songs Whitney is just I mean she's it I'm sorry like it's nobody was topping Whitney I'm sorry I know that's kind of wild you know now we got some good artists we got some great female artists even some artists before Whitney you know what I'm saying like the Aretha Franklin's and all of them phenomenal still not topping Whitney in my opinion they just
0: they just yeah um yeah Whitney had the golden voice I just call it what it is she had the golden voice and
2: she was like the female Michael Jackson in my opinion like oh yeah back in those days yes like her range of voice and just those notes she could hit nobody was nobody was topping it like I'm sorry
0: No, I mean, I can't be mad. If somebody want to put Beyonce first, I can't be mad. Somebody want to put Mariah Carey first, I can't be mad. You know, uh, listening to all three, of course, you could tell Whitney's voice was clearly the strongest. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Mariah's voice is the most versatile,
3: Mm -hmm. you
0: know, stuff like that. You know, Beyonce, I think she's great at her range and what she does, Mm -hmm. you know. Now, when it comes to like, if you were to say who had the biggest song out of the three, I think you can only say it's going to come down between Mariah and Whitney Houston in terms of whoever had, because you have to say one song, right? You had to pick one song, you say, this is the biggest song out of the three. I don't think, I'm going to say, how can I say, not too many people would say a Beyonce song would be better than um whitney houston's uh cover of i will always love you you know <laughs> to uh, what i mean mariah carey has so many great songs i don't know which one to mariah pick
2: Carey has a catalog out of this world but i don't even think like i will always love you i knew that song before i even should have knew that song like that's how much it was still getting played after it had came out. Now I know all basically all of Mariah Carey songs were well enough of them, but I will always love you by Whitney Houston. I mean,
0: you know who's it the original like
2: at their weddings.
0: You know who's the original singer of that song, right? Who? Dolly Parton.
2: Oh wow! Well, I'm glad it went to Whitney.
0: It's uh, I think Dolly Parton wanted Whitney to sing that song because Dolly Parton came out recently and said that she wanted Beyonce to do the uh, remake or cover of uh, Jolene, which is like one of her biggest songs in her career, Mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, she, she loves these artists. Like you could tell she listens and follows them and all of that. Mm
3: -hmm. But
0: yeah, that uh, Whitney Houston cover. I mean, I think that song saved the movie that she was in because nobody talks about that movie bodyguard nobody talks about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's nobody really talks about that but they talk about the song and that song i mean like even when you hear it to this day gives you chills yes you know i think mariah Carey's biggest song i think it's her christmas song all i want for christmas is you yeah you know see how much money is she making off of that song she's doing christmas right I mean, she like, came
2: up with a tweet and she was like that coin I think I'm getting to off a of stream. She was like, it's really not that big of a coin. She, She had came out publicly on Twitter and was like, I know y'all hear my song every year, blah, blah, blah. But she was like, it's not that big of a bag that y'all think I get. I don't I mean I don't she might have some contract wise we don't know about I don't know and you know I know she was married to Tony was it Tony Matolo or with Sony or something like that? So yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, I know that was a pretty rough marriage. So um I don't know, but she definitely talked about it on Twitter because everybody was like, girl, I know you eat every year. And she was like, No, you know, it's not what y'all think. So I don't know.
0: I mean. She probably don't, like I said, she probably don't own the rights to the song or whatever, you know. Of course, when it comes to streaming, I think they're actually making less than it would just off an album sale, so.
2: Yeah.
0: But in terms of impact, you know, every year, you know, when that song comes on, you know it's Christmas time. Yep. You know, even though that's, I'll listen to it. But, you know, that's not my favorite Christmas song. So I hate to say it like that.
2: I like Silent Night. That's my favorite Christmas song.
0: I, I was going to say crazy. that. <laughs>
2: it's my favorite Christmas song. Like, and I'll I play it, like, today and really just jam to it because they that good on the song.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. They took Silent Night and basically made it a national treasure. Let's. Yes. You will never hear Silent, Silent Night. Ever again. Because I'm telling you right now, I okay, Christmas time comes around. I love it because you know the whole you no know, vibe and everything, just being in the spirit. But anytime that song comes on, as soon as you hear that that first note, yep. you like, oh shoot, I got my drink in my hand and everything.
2: Yeah,
0: I might I might be drunk enough to sing that entire song to my wife.
2: I have been, yeah, I yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I might, I'm, I might hit that high note when it comes up. Be like, Phew, my voice is strained now, but guess what?
2: Yeah, wow. I love the Temptations. I do. They, um, I just love old music. Period. You know, the Temptation, the OJ, Michael Jackson, James Brown, like that whole look, like the seventies, eighties. 90s era, it's just that music, it was pure talent. Like, no people, like, nobody really was even, even uh, Roger from the group Zapp and Roger, even though he was doing the voice box, like, they still had hits after hits after hits. Like, oh
0: man, that production was so crazy.
2: I love Zapp and Roger, like, I love, and my favorite song by them is um from the movie thin line between love and hate like they have a song from that from the movie called a thin line between love and hate and i swear i play that song like every day because it's the truth it really is a thin line between love and hate and just i miss male r&b so much like i miss when guys really used to like sing like sing sing you know and i miss guy groups too so when i can hear like h-town and silk and all of them, i will be like, whoo, just bring me just yeah, it get it do something for me. So I love it.
0: Well I, I tell you this right now. Um those those old groups, you know, they they do something for you. I'm not gonna sit there and lie. You know, especially you know back in the early 2000s, uh LimeWire was popping, everybody was downloading music <laughs> and all of that. And you're going to get your Slow Jam CD together. And one of those groups you're going to have on there is H Town. Then you're going to have Silk. And then, uh, messing around, you'll put, uh, who else on there? Joe c on there. Oh, yeah. And then put some Keith Sweat on there. Yeah. Um, um for, no, back then, you know, you did put R. Kelly on those uh, CDs as well. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it was those, uh, songs that will always continue to be played, you know what I mean? Because now you appreciate that music more so than ever. You appreciate the production, you appreciate the writing, the singing, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, who is your, before we go on, because that's another topic that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Who is your, like, your favorite male 90s R&B group? Ooh. And then I'm going to ask you, who's your favorite female 90s R&B group? But who's your male, uh, favorite male 90s R&B group?
2: Ooh. That is so hard.
0: Because you got to list them off, though, because you got Boyz II Men, you got uh, Jodeci, Ace town you have 112, you have Drew Hill, you have Tony, 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 you have... uh. Uh, who else is on there?
2: Who's the first one you said? Boy, in, Okay. This is really bad because I'm going to feel so bad. Like, oh my God.
0: You have uh, Black Street. Oh. Wow. You know, well. And all of them got classics, like classics under their belt too. So that's what makes it so hard. You know?
2: Oh, they heavy hitters, but I, 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 I just, hmm, um. All
0: right, I'll make it easy on you, because I don't want you to stress yourself out trying to think.
2: <laughs> Is Zach and Roger considered a male group?
0: Yeah, but they're 80s.
2: Oh, you right. Okay, so to be honest, the first that I heard, um, growing up, i was H Town. Like my first male group song that I listened to was "Knocking the Boots." You
0: should be and, listening that shit. <laughs> I
2: <don't know. laughs> and I heard, I was like, "Hold on, what did they just say?" And I swear, like after I heard it the first time, I replayed it like ten times every day. So just based off of that, um. I, I i i will say h town but silk 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 like oh my gosh if
0: by silk, if that's what you're going with
2: yes that's like one of my favorite songs by silk
0: man suit listen it's all about making babies over here freak me I don't care what anybody say
2: you like that
0: oh yeah jodyy go in though
2: yeah. But I'm gonna tell you who
0: else I like though. I like Tony Tony Tony.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yes. I just me and you, yeah. That's my favorite song by Tony Tony.
0: Yep. Never rains in Southern California Anniversary.
2: Yeah.
0: Lay Your Head on My Pillow. Yeah, that's uh they got some uh songs as well, but yeah, Ace Town, they I think um one of the most forgotten, I would say, because if you take like you said, they they have a, a lot of great songs. You know, knocking the boots, mm-hmm. um, part-time lover. They have
2: uh, emotions.
0: Emotions. What uh, was it? Backseat, seat. Um, they have uh, uh, I just
2: said thin line between love and hate. If y'all haven't listened to it, go play it like me ten times a day.
0: That was a cover too, from an '80s yeah, song. Yeah, for the movie. Yeah, uh, what else is uh, "Lick You Up"?
2: Oh yes,
0: that's yeah. it right
2: there. That's it right
0: there. Back when songs, you know, you know, you're gonna make a baby once you hear these songs playing in the background. Listen. So that's I don't play it right now, shoot. I moved on from that. <laughs> But, uh
2: I miss, I miss y'all 90s guys I do I'm gonna start that out there before we move on I miss y'all please come back thank you
0: it was kind of funny though a few years ago me and my wife went to uh the 90s block party concert
2: mm-hmm.
0: in uh Nashville right so they had god God was the headliner right
2: I love God
0: so they have God they had uh genuine drew Hill jagged edge uh who else was that it I think that was it. Oh, next. So those are the those were the performers at the 90s block party concert. And you know, we had a lot of fun. A lot of fun, you know, you know, it was a a great, great concert and everything like that. So I would definitely go in uh to those type of concerts. No, no doubt about it. Uh what about your uh female RB group?
2: From the nineties. Um escape.
0: Why you choose escape?
2: Because I almost know like all these songs word for word, basically, like um escape escape held it down in the nineties. Like, listen, they got. I really don't think I dislike any of their albums, really, Um, from just kicking it to freaking Understanding. Um, I mean, it goes on and on and on. Uh, Can't Hang with MC Light. What else? Tonight, that's, like, one of my favorite songs by Escape. I love Tonight. Uh, Yeah. I love Escape. I do. That's
0: what's up. You know, like I said, 90s, that entire decade, you know, you had so, so much uh, great talent to where it was just, you know, you had to bring it because the competition was so heavy. Yep. So... You know, there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of great um female RB groups, you know, TLC obviously, SWV, yeah, yep. um 702. Yes. Uh was it black? Um, I feel like who is it? Uh Brownstone.
2: Yeah. Uh a lot of what? 90s female groups that was really popular, and I feel like um a lot of them get did not get to transition how they should have of course you know bad contrast but we literally just discussed and all of the stuff like that but all of them all of them like knock out the part singers I can't really say they was like BSing on the mic when they came they really came to sing and I love like I love SWB I really do i forgot
0: him i forgot in vogue too 90s in
2: vogue yep yep in vogue yeah giving him something he can feel definitely like my favorite song by them
0: um i want to know what the hell they meant by that
2: whatever you think (laughs) i just showed escape because i know just a lot of songs by them and i really can like go word for word on these songs when i think about like music when I think about an artist if I know majority of songs and I can say them word for word I clearly like you a lot because I'm not just gonna listen to somebody I don't like and know all your lyrics too so they just like that group um I mean the 90s just had it when it came to groups they just had it and um not knocking nobody else because i love everybody else from the 90s but yeah they like the first group i can just say if you play a song i'm probably gonna do it like work
0: yeah it. definitely uh the 90s you know groups um solo acts it was just all around great decade yes. um so it's you know it's just now we have memories we can always go back and listen to it you know it's mm-hmm. streaming services of course you can go on youtube you go in there listen to their music as well so you know, it would never be uh forgotten. You know, they'll yeah. always you can always access your favorite artists, you know, stuff like that. And you know, they also you know Destiny's Child came in the 90s and everything yeah. like that. So it's it they gave you they gave you some of uh and the best thing about the 90s is that a lot of groups were different, you know, they weren't the same, even though they could sing about the same thing, but they came at it differently you see what I'm saying so you know there was a difference between say Ace Town versus Boyz to Men yes there was a difference between say Silk and who else probably like Drew Hill yes in a sense right you know so it's uh like Jodeci and Tony 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 you know come at you differently yes so it was that balance so you won. like today's music it's like the same same yeah. all over but they gave you that balance to where you know somebody's giving you something different to to listen to but i would say this uh before we go on to the actual next topic one of my one of the songs from the 90s i think it was the 90s that came out uh Adina howard hmm. So great artist i think she's an artist that vocally she could hold her own because he's yeah. a great singer but I think she was also that first female that brought the freak into her, her music. Now you start seeing artists today doing mm-hmm. what she mm-hmm. was doing back then, you know. And it's like, and they're more blunt with theirs and everything like that. So it's like, because okay. we all know once you put on t-shirt and panties, that's like I said, baby making music. They were doing yeah. it back then. Everybody was, and but we just missed that old decade and. Like I said, we can always go back, listen to it. We just know feel like we can, and um, and you got a lot of people putting together, you know, '80s versus '90s parties and all that stuff, which you know goes to show you that how great, you know, the decades of the past were. Yeah, you know, so that's another thing. Of course, you know, gave us huge massive songs. Tevin Campbell, can we can we talk? It's like still huge. Yeah. did you see the uh, challenge they had with that uh, song? That Can We Talk challenge? No. Yeah, so Tank started a challenge, right? Having all these artists sing, Can We Talk? Just a little bit of the song. And mm-hmm. I'm saying to myself, I'm like, okay. Yeah, I did the Deborah Cox challenge. We could tell who who could hit notes and who can't, right? <laughs> but when we did, when they did Can We Talk, I'm thinking like, okay, some of y'all struggling. And these are professionals Mm. struggling. And I remember uh, Boosie got on his uh, social media pissed off like, man, y'all fucking up a classic. Man, y'all let that man's voice rest in peace. I was like, in a sense. No, he was just saying basically just let the song, you know, let it be. yeah. Yeah. Let the song be, man. Don't mess up a classic. Yeah. Right. And then I was like, you know what? I agree with you. Cause I don't want him. nobody else singing that song but him.
2: It, it was made for him, you know what I'm saying? Like it, you can't.
0: Yeah, <sighs> certain songs were made for certain people, so you just gotta let that. But I, I give it, I give people, you know, props for uh really trying and all of that. But his voice is so unique when he sings that song, and he, you can tell he would go up to a whole another level. You know, I think the person that came closest to it was Mario. I think he was the one that came closest to really doing that song. But even with that, hey, you could tell that song was just for him Mm
3: -hmm. and
0: let that be. All right. So let's move on to the next topic. Um, You know, there's some news that came out about a particular rapper back in jail for... for uh charges for allegedly um basically what he was put in jail before in the past Mm
2: -hmm.
0: um you want to bring it up because he brought this up to my attention
2: yeah so basically our good 90s early 2000s you know what i'm saying mystical rapper um i smell smoke one of my favorite songs to this day um he's I think I think he getting hit in like with the R. Kelly charges. Um apparently, you know, he's repeating the same kind of things he did back in the day. His actions. And I think go like what, 50, 51 years old?
0: I don't know, but he's I think he's around somewhere up there.
2: Yeah. So apparently he's, you know, being charged with R and, uh, what is it? I think, uh, was it? Possession? I don't know if he, I don't know if he had anything in his possession, but I know he was definitely charged with that. Um, I know like he had like a hairstylist that stole like 80,000 K from him or whatever. And, like, him and his bodyguards, like, forced the girl to do some things on them. And, um, yeah, so.
0: How does a hairstylist steal 80000 from you?
2: I think she was counterfeiting checks. Oh. Yeah. And he found out, and, you know, instead of, like, taking her to court and actually winning that back plus more – he, you know, made her do certain stuff. And I'm like, well, that was dumb because you could have won all, yeah. of all your money plus more, but now you have charges on you and all of this stuff. But I think, um, I don't know. I don't know why he's, why he's back in jail kind of for the same things he's been accused and charged for, but I definitely think, um, People get into just a certain level in their mind, I guess, when they become famous or used to be famous, they probably probably like still feel like they can do certain things and kind of get away with it. And it's like, it's not even how did it go, you know, whether you got money or not. If you do wrong, it's going to catch up to you anyway, so... Um, you know, I I, I want to see it play out. I really do. I want to see what Mystical got to say. I want to see how everything going to go for him. I like Mystical's music. I do. You know what I'm saying? But I just don't know, you know, how far this 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 case and all these charges are going to get. Um, I just don't know why he feel like he got to keep repeating the same stuff. But here we are.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's an unfortunate situation, you know, um, no, we don't know all the details and everything, you know, he just, uh, it's all allegedly, you know, it's all alleged, you know, crimes that he committed. Mm-hmm. So, um, me personally, I'm not going to really comment until more details come out. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you got a lot of people that's going to just automatically just comment, you know, cause it's a hot topic. So of course, you know, if you're in that business where you have to talk about, entertainment news and all that stuff for your platform i'm just gonna wait and just uh see how things play out and then mm-hmm. i'll get my two cents on it just like with the whole r kelly thing um well hold on. okay with the r kelly thing that was kind of like you knew they were coming after you after what happened in the early 2000s yeah
3: so
0: at some point somebody in your camp has to really you know be your backbone and keep you on the straight and narrow, which obviously didn't turn out that way. Um, but no, even no, now just like once it's gone through its uh, process and then we get more information, I will comment on it. But right now I'm just going to just, you know, leave it alone and we'll see what happens, you know? So, you know, you never know, you never know. Um, but yeah, he was, uh, charged with the uh, a long time ago and, you know, back with the same charges. So we'll see. We'll see how that stuff goes. Um,
2: I smell smoke.
0: Yeah. You just hate to see stuff like that. Like you said, they get to a certain point and it's just like, they feel like they can't be touched. Right. And it's like, you know, the law don't really care about your status. You know, they could go after anybody, especially these prosecutors that's trying to make a name for themselves. Yeah. You know, so shoot. You just got to be careful, man. Actually, when you are at that certain level, you have to be even more careful. Yes. You know, especially, you know, you're in the public eye. You know what I mean? It's just. It's it's just unfortunate that they think like that. But, hey, you know, we can only comment after the fact. Once the results are in, yeah, we could, uh, we could comment on it. All right. So, uh, let's go on to the next, next topic. Um, we, we, uh, we don't usually talk about relationships and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know, cause there's a lot of platforms that talk about relationships, you know, men and women and stuff like that, you know, the roles and who's more at fault for this (laughs) net yeah you know who cares but um what's your thought on today's relationships and what what do you see as the common problem in today's relationships
2: um i would in my personal opinion i honestly think there's like a war on sexes like I think men and women have I think I think it's honestly I think it's been a war on men and women for a while now um I think it's just a lot of things that plays against it and honestly I think I think the war is really, really big. in like the black community, like you see more like black and black men and black women against each other than other races. Not saying it don't happen to other races because it definitely do. Uh, But I think people just lack accountability, responsibility and respect. So you really got to have all three to really maintain a good relationship so if you don't even have all three when you are in a relationship with somebody it's it's not i mean no relationship is perfect but those are like the three main things that'll keep y'all at least steady um and i would say at a good standstill because if you're not accountable for your actions, if you're not responsible for what you do, and if you don't respect yourself or the person that you're with, I mean, it kind of doesn't even make sense to be in that relationship because what is the point? You know, like that's the that's kind of the three main things, in my opinion, that that you should be doing in a relationship. So I think a lot of people just don't have it or they're not willing to do it so and I just think I I like I honestly like the red the red pill talk like I like that um what is that the red table talk that's what you
0: mean no
2: no 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 like the
0: red pill yeah
2: like, so basically the red pill is like when guys um going like it's called the manosphere where guys go and they just talk about basically just like these relationships that they have with these women and it's like basically just exposing I guess you could say like exposing women or whatever um you know how happy must just be like men ain't shit they no good and they have like all these horror stories or like all these relationships they've been in with men and how they was done so dirty well like the manosphere is kind of like the same things where guys like come together you know they talk about how they've gotten better relationships bad relationships that they've been in, things they do to stay in relationships or things they do to stay out of relationships. Um, I like the topic. I do. I like I like it. I think I like it because I'm so used to just hearing one side of a relationship as a woman. Typically, when women tell you about their relationship, they're usually only telling it from their point of view. And you never get to hear like nobody else's point. So I can finally hear guys like talk about their experience from their point of view. I love it because I'm like, okay, it makes more sense because, I mean, I had to say it, but like women are typically more pandered to and like they're more of the victim in relationships. It's like they usually are like the more better ones. But when you start talking to a lot of guys, you'd be like, oh, my God, you went through that. And it's like guys don't get taken as serious when they be like, yo, I'm, I'm really in a bad relationship, it's like, oh, you should just suck it up. Versus if a woman says she's in a bad relationship, everybody and their mama lining up to like help her out, you know, give her resources, and it's just like, I love to hear the other side of the story. I feel like everybody should tell their truth.
0: Yeah, and not only that, but I think a lot of people have, um, they have unrealistic expectations and I don't think they know what true happiness is when it comes to their relationships. So a lot of times, you know, you got a lot of, um, I think what also gets in the way too of relationships are standards, you know, in terms of, you know, you looking for, let's just say, women are looking for a particular guy. He has to be this tall, make this amount of money, you mm-hmm. know, has to have this house, drive this type of car and all that stuff. But yet, what they're not looking for is is a man like you said gonna respect you? Is he gonna, you know, love you, be committed to you? you no, know, he's gonna be uh faithful, honest, you know, all those things that money can buy, but you're looking for the material things that you think, you know, those material things that he can offer is gonna make you happy.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Not not knowing that, hey, yo, he got all these things, yeah. But this dude could turn out to be like OJ. Right. So it's like, you know, you gotta be careful what you ask for at times. And you know, if you are if you sell like a real um uh, expectation of your relationship in terms mm-hmm. of not you no know, financial or anything like that, not the material things, but in terms of what could truly make you happy, mm-hmm. you know, coming from that guy, then I think everything will be fine, but you got a lot of uh, men and women, you know, they allow, I hate to say it, they allow social media influence their relationships. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you got a lot of people, they're always posting uh, this, that, you know, on a boat over yep. here in another country or city or whatever, and it's like, that's what they think that you should be doing. Hmm. And it's <laughs> like, no, no, and Here's another thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. When you go on your first date, and if a person, let's just say, if a guy decides to take you out, and he takes you out to a real nice restaurant, that's his choice, right? But don't demand a five star restaurant on the first date, unless I you can't
2: pay for it.
0: Yeah, unless unless you know y'all. You got to work your way up. Let's put it that way. You got to work your way up to that uh, five-star restaurant because I'm not going to sit there and pay all that money just to get to know you.
2: Well, so, I think, I, think I tell women this. If you want to go to the best of the best and you want the guy to be there, either you should be willing to, especially on the first day, like, either go half on, you know what I'm saying, which I know women going to be like, oh, he must be broke. But, um, I just feel like if you want a $500, 600 date from a guy that you're just now meeting, um, either you're gonna go half or pay for it all, or you should be knowing what to expect after that date. I'm not saying all guys want that after dates, but all I'm saying is, um, even, even, even if you meet a guy who just can blow five, six hundred on a date and it won't do nothing to their account, like that's like chump change. It's, it's still, in my opinion, makes sense to expect something. You expected this, right? You expected the date, the location, blah, 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 blah those were your expectations so i don't know why you wouldn't expect somebody to have expectations from you too that just don't make sense to me
0: yeah and um first off let's let's get one thing straight a date shouldn't really cost you that much to begin with no i mean like even if you so if you mean to tell me that if you're talking about going on the first date it's gonna cost you five six hundred dollars where exactly do you want to go first and foremost? Because I know for a fact on the first date, I would say at a minimum maybe one hundred and fifty. If y'all gonna go get something to eat, then if y'all wanna go to a movies and then probably go to a bar or something, I don't know, get yeah. some drinks. Yeah. I get that part, but five hundred? Nah, you you gotta be. You got to put some time in for that. I'm sorry. You got to, if y'all been together for, you know, a little minute, then yeah, I could see that, you know, go do something fancy. I get it. But right off the bat, nah. If you tell That's me. That
2: That's what
0: that is. First off, it's kind of like that one video that went viral, right? Where mm-hmm. uh, this girl, she had a birthday party. She invited 18 of her friends. And she got mad at a boyfriend not paying for her and her 18 friends. I see. It. First off, this is what gets me. One, you ain't got 18 friends. No person <laughs> has 18 friends. Let's get that out the way right now. Okay. Nobody has 18 friends. Secondly, his obligation is to you and only you. Now, if he was to say, I'm inviting all of them out here, of course he's going to take on. The payment, right? But if you invited them; they pay. He's supposed to or pay you for pay. you. Yeah, but if it's your birthday, he's supposed to pay for you and you only. Now, if you wanted to have a birthday party or whatever, he could have, you know, put something together at the at the house or whatever, get some uh, food catered and all that stuff, mm-hmm. so everybody can eat. You know, uh provide the the drinks and stuff like cool. Yeah. But no, nah, I'm not. First off, I'm going to have to have this conversation. How do you have 18 friends? Not one person has 18 friends. You might have four max. Like, actual friends. Like, your real friends. You know, so let's get that out the way. Some of these people, you want to cut some of these people off. You know, so let's get that. I don't see how that happened.
2: I honestly thought it was a skit. Like, I was like, is this even real? (laughs) Because I'm like,
0: i I guess it was real and you gotta be careful too because there's a lot of stuff they're putting out there it seems real but it's an actual skit you know like like the whole mcdonald's thing they said that was a skit
2: i was hearing about that and um that 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 was crazy to me too that whole situation but um
0: first off let's let's i'm gonna say this because i'm you know of course, I'm a married man, I'm a father as well. Yeah. If a woman has multiple kids by multiple men, and that one and that one father brings his child something to eat, he is obligated to that child and child only. People Nobody. were
2: really mad at him though for that. Even I even I wouldn't say they got into it, but like somebody was mad at me on social media because I was just like. She's entitled, and he don't have to do nothing for the other kids. And there was like, no, that's uh, wrong. Okay, like I get it. You know what I'm saying? If you know it, it is other kids in the house, and I guess the situation is bad. It would be considerate to bring all the kids some food because you don't want the kids looking at you side eyed and you want to call no, divisions. Cause
0: what that mean? What the hell that, that mean? Listen, I'm gonna tell you why because first off if my responsibility is to that kid and kid only we now here's the thing if you knew i was going to mcdonald's you could at least like hit me up and say hey listen can you get the other kids some mcdonald's right. i'll give you the money back for the other kids and then we'd be cool with that no this man just like hey listen my child said you no know, they were hungry i said i'd bring up something to eat you know, and he even said, hey, why don't you bring him out here so he can eat something so you don't have to eat in front of them. Yeah. And that's that. And, you know, I could I could understand the point. Like, you know, no other kid, you know, you don't want them to feel some type of way. Right. At that particular point, you have to say, OK. You went back. You brought up accountability when it comes to relationships. Where's the accountability from the mother to the other father's?
2: Right, right, and and that's another point I was bringing up. I'm like, well, does she hold the same standard for the other fathers too? Like, if one baby daddy come over, do they all also have to feed the other kids? It's just like, and I'm thinking she get food stamps. I'm like, well, why can't she keep the food stamps? Is she can't she not manage them properly? It's just like questions I was asking. Like, why is why is you so mad at this man? Skid or not, let's just say it was real. Why are you so mad? This man really want to be his child. Like that's crazy. Now, granted, you already knew what type of woman she was when you met her, and she already had. Like you, you kind of walked into it, so I can't necessarily feel bad or sorry for you because it's like, what did you really expect? Um. So he definitely getting what he deserved, but at the same time, it's like, well. He seems to be an okay guy. You know, he's trying to at least take care of his child in particular. So you do have to, you do have to acknowledge that. Like, I'm pretty sure all her baby daddies is not doing that. So why well, just bash him for, you know, taking care of his one child? And I get it, you know, that's the siblings or whatever. Cool. Totally understand. You don't want nobody mad but do you require the same thing out of your other three, four baby daddies that you requiring out of him? And why are you not managing your food stamps properly? It's just a lot of questions I had.
0: You know why, you know, you buying the most expensive thing off the food stamps and all of that. That's what it is. But uh, I said this too, I actually made a TikTok and I said it that this is the reason why you have to be careful who you have kids with. Whew, boy, you gotta, I don't care if you only got, if y'all only got one child, you know, just between y'all two, even with that, just, you know, be careful, you know, if you're a man, be careful, you're a woman, be careful because, you know, just because y'all have this child together don't mean y'all compatible with one another. Hmm. And not only that, but if you know this person is full of drama and you still want that, I don't feel bad for you whatsoever. So, you know, just be careful if you decide to have kids with. You know, if you want to go, you know, have your fun. All right, do it. But you know, make sure you strap up. That's you the only know, thing I'm teach
2: saying. The club up with somebody who already been shot up. Like, why do people go? That's like that's like literally going to the club that just got shot up last night. You go back that same night. Now, you know this club is dangerous. You know people be bringing guns in here. You still came in here like, we just gonna have fun. It's like, y'all probably will have fun, but it's probably gonna end terribly. And that's when that happens, you know, when you date somebody with a lot of kids or, you know, bad situations it's it may seem fun but in the end it usually does not end pretty good
0: yeah definitely and uh it it did bring up a lot of conversation you know like you said a lot of people were either for him or against him you know and stuff like that but you can see everybody's viewpoints and um actually you can have two rights oh let's be honest you can have two rights um But I think the most important thing is, you know, communication and also again, be careful who you have kids with. That's That's all I'm saying. So, but you know, it was was a great because it was on TikTok for like a good week. Like it was, I stopped I didn't even get on TikTok for a whole week because I knew that was, everybody was doing videos on that. So I said, well, you know, it's a great conversation starter. So Everybody said what they're going to say. Let's move on from it. Let's wait for the next skit. Because I tell you right now, one thing I love to watch is those gold digger pranks. I love watching those because they don't get no, they don't get to do no attention whatsoever. All of a sudden you get in this nice car. They run it back to the dude. Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. And a lot of women don't fall for that either. They like, I don't care, you know, I don't care if you got this car or nothing. And you know, and this some you could tell though. You could tell that if, if I put those keys in front of your face and you're attracted to it, I know what your attentions are. So I think uh if people see that stuff, just know that uh those women are being exposed and I just love it. I just love it, especially at the end of it when they don't give them no type of play whatsoever. So it's like. <laughs>
2: That's what they get.
0: They let them get in the car. They let them fill it out. And all of a sudden they. And here's the thing. They willing to do anything on the spot when they ask them to. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Are you. That's me, I go On the spot. Broad daylight. Cars passing through.
2: Yeah, yeah. You got the cash, baby.
0: It's I it's guess
2: really no limits. You know what I'm saying? I mean, whatever floats they boat. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's cool, but uh, I'll stay over here and mind my business.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's oh, I ain't gonna have no nice car. I'm gonna have a raggedy car. I don't want nobody to know I got money
2: no but i think that's the problem like everybody um wants the material things they don't care if you crazy they don't care if you a liar dunk well what it is is they want those things but they don't even understand what come with it and it's like okay you get all of that but you you're not ready for what that come with because i'm pretty sure if a guy can buy you from A to Z, no problem. Okay, that's great, but you don't even understand the type of lifestyle this man is probably living, and you're probably not ready for that. You're probably not really ready for the honest truth of what goes on in his day to day lifestyle, what he got to deal with. Um, and it just is what it is. Most women want the perfect guy, you know, tall, beard, money, faithful um Respectful, responsible, blah 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 blah, and it's like this guy you want probably doesn't even exist, and you probably not even worth it anyway. So yeah, it's crazy. And that
0: and the, the other stuff you brought up, the responsible and respectful, all that—they don't even ask for that. They don't really care about but that. They'll
2: cry about cheating and all of this. they be like, oh, he blah 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 blah, and I'm like, I mean, did you even? Ask about Kirk and stuff when y'all first dated, or did you ask for the shoes? It's like, what do you think? How do you even think a guy will treat you if you only base him off on of materialism?
0: And you can't get mad off the fact that if he got a whole nother woman too. So, you know, you just listen, he know what you're in it for, and he's gonna continue to do what he do, you know. So he's like, Hey, listen, if I could just, you know, like you said, shoes you know, a car, you know, clothes, whatever, and I could get whatever I want to out of her, I'm still going to be with this other woman over here doing the exact same thing. So yeah. it's like, you know, just, uh, if you really want a guy, you really want to be treated right and all of that, ask those type of questions, mm-hmm. you know? And if you working towards, you know, the material things and all of that stuff, you know, that's all good and everything, but still, you know, the character is the most valuable thing, you know? And when it comes to uh, people, yes. it's all about that character. So, and that goes for men too. You know, ask those right questions in the beginning. You know, so don't don't be surprised that this woman just after you, to after, after you for your money. Don't be surprised about that. You know, if you got it, you got to ask her like, hey, you know, matter of fact, don't even tell her you got it. Right, this you know, be in the beginning, be like, yeah, I work, you know, a nine to five, you know working hard but you know i take care of my responsibilities yeah. and he cool with that then yeah as time goes on then you know you expose more of yourself but right you know just uh just you know men and women just test each other out and again and see where they where the mind is at and then you can tell if it's going to be real or not yeah
2: no,
0: not saying it's going to be perfect but that doesn't mean it can't be great
2: right exactly
0: man this is a. Uh, was That something else we we're supposed to talk
2: about? Uh the naked graduation girl. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I said they took
2: her degree. If, if I'm not mistaken, I think they did.
0: They took it after she earned it.
2: Uh yeah. I think um based off of the photos. I could be wrong, but I think I read a story where they said they took her um like credits and everything degree because of
0: the photos. Man, that is, I seen the photos and I was like, why? Why'd you do that? You know, you could have did that off camera, right? With your, I mean, off campus, you know, with your degree. They can't say nothing because, you know, you're off campus. You're already done with the school. You know, they right. can't say nothing to you. But to do that on campus and you don't think the alumni is not going to get mad, you know, especially those boosters. No, you know, a lot of people don't know Every college I don't care if it's a PWI or HBCU, they have donors Mm -hmm. and, you know, they see stuff like that, like what's going on? This is how you handle your school and all of that. So of course, you know, those people are going to be mad. You know, probably the student body is going to be mad because it's a bad uh, representation of of their school. And it's like, did the picture look good? Yes, I'm not going to sit in a lot, but that's not the place to take that picture. Right. You know, if, like I said, in your own bedroom, or if you want to be on a beach somewhere, butt naked with it, celebrating, cool. Can nobody say nothing to you? But when you're doing it on campus, I'm pretty sure that's a felony regardless, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it was just a bad look overall. Yeah. Did they talk about person charges? Why she
2: was trying to do it on cam? She was saying it was for for body positivity. Okay, I'm all for that. But what does your degree in that school have to do with? You could have took a naked picture right in the bathroom, and been like, you know, guys, I just wanted to be positive with my body on the beach in a car. You could have promoted body positivity anywhere else any way possible but it was like you chose to claim body positivity with your degree on a school it just it just didn't make any sense to me and I just knew from there it was just clout like you did that for a strictly clout and you literally got what you deserve because no guy can go on a campus butt naked and be like Look, guys, I've been going through somebody's stuff, but it's body. This is my body uh, positivity. Like, he would have been arrested within minutes, if not seconds, of coming on that campus naked. So the fact that you actually got to take the pictures, post them, yo, yeah, you know, clout. It's 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 one hell of a drug.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a drug uh, within itself, and. I just want to know who the photographer is and how, if they agreed, why would you agree to do something mm-hmm. like that? I don't
3: know. You
0: know what I mean? I don't I don't know. I don't know if it was a professional photographer or it was just somebody who had a phone, you know, and it's like, hey, take this picture. I'm going to do it, you know, this and that and the third. I don't know. It was just, it was just a bad look all, all the way around. And you got to think, too, at the really? HBCU. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, it's already already hard enough for HBCU graduates to go out in the real world and get a job. Just like with any other college, it doesn't matter. Getting a college degree is already hard enough in itself and to graduate and try to go out to the workforce, it's even harder to uh, do that. But then you going out here, you doing this and it's like, kind of like, giving a black eye to the campus, you know, it's like, it's, it's, a uh, it's really bad. And I think the PR department there has to figure out what to do and what to say and all of that stuff. And, you know, please their donors and, and all that to like, Hey, you know what? Yeah. You still, you know, donate money. We just, we corrected that problem, you know? So,
3: right.
0: you know, just do it, you know, do it on your own time. You know, like I said, somewhere private if you want to go to a new beach do it there but i don't see how like you said body positivity has anything to do with your degree you know so like i just i agree with you i think it's all clout by the end of the day and you got what you wanted and you also got what you deserve you know so you got the best of both worlds that way and i don't think anybody and if you agree with that I would question you because I'm a type of person that believes there's a time and a place for everything. Yeah. That's not the place to do that, right? Because even like if you were just a current student, they would have expelled you from campus. Right. Like you would have got expelled right there on the spot because you know yet there's a well anything whether school or work there's a code of conduct. Yes. That you have to abide by, and that right there, I guess she figured she's no longer a student. Because he already graduated. <laughs> Let me go ahead and do this. And like, oh, wait, nope. We're going to take that from you. So all that money you spent getting that degree and you still got to pay that money back. I'm pretty sure you got loans and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they still stripped that degree. Dang.
2: I know that hurt.
0: Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe they'll give it back to her. If she, uh, you know, do some some apology yeah. letter or some work around campus, something like that, to get it back. We don't know, but that's just, uh, I don't like that. I don't like stuff like that. Because, you know, and you went ahead and posted on social media. That's what gets me like, nobody's going to see that shit. You don't think that was
2: Cloud? That's how I knew, because it's like. <laughs> Why did you even post on social media? You should have just took those pictures for yourself and been like, you know, I really love my body. You done went on the whole school campus, done brought a person to take your pictures. Then you posted them on social media. It's like, it's not in the world. You was doing this for uh, body positivity. It's just no way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I'm pretty sure we ain't heard the last of this, so hmm. more. And I'm pretty sure she's not the last person that's going to do this. I'm pretty sure it's going to be others.
2: I'm hoping and praying she's the last one. I really do. If, like I said, if if this was a guy that came on campus butt naked with his degree, like literally within minutes, he would have been arrested. This woman got to walk off the campus and post those letters. Like, how, where was everybody when these pictures were taken? Was this campus just empty that day? Like, was nobody like, this is crazy. Like, where was everybody to stop her? Like, she got to make it through the whole session and pick up pictures that she liked, edit, and post. And I'm like, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, this uh, definitely was taken at nighttime. Uh, definitely, I don't think anybody was on campus at that time. So she was able to get on there and do it. But the bad part about all of this that, you know, I'm pretty sure she's barred from being on campus. You know, she's probably barred. Yeah. And you gotta think, HBCUs, homecoming week, you know, you can't even go back and celebrate you know, with your classmates <laughs> and all of that stuff. It's like, man, you can't even do none of that. So it's like, everything, that one um, moment cost you a whole lot yeah and it's uh no it's a learning experience you know maybe you never know what what can happen after this this world is already crazy enough you never know what can happen after this so we'll see we'll see
2: that's all we can do (laughs) we'll see
0: definitely definitely well look uh we're coming to the end of the episode, man. This uh this was great. I fun. I'm glad we talked about this stuff. Yeah. Because it was we talked about it and I, was, you know, you brought it back up talking about we should really do this again and all of that. And I'm really <laughs> glad. I'm really glad we did this cuz it yeah. was
3: mm.
0: you know, probably could have talked, I don't know what else we could have talked about right now. We have to wait for some more stuff to come out. Well, to yeah. talk about but yeah, definitely. This is, uh, this was part two, as you can see, uh, Savannah looking like Foxy Brown from the seventies
3: <laughs> and
0: stuff like that, but looking beautiful as usual. Um, before I give you the last word, I just want to remind people, uh, make sure y'all follow Drinking Out the Dark podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Also, y'all make sure y'all like this video and subscribe to Drinking Out the Dark podcast on YouTube. Also, um, uh, New episodes are available every Friday on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or whatever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to sponsor Drinking Up the Dark Podcast, please send a DM to Facebook or Instagram for details. So, Savannah, I'm going to give you the last word. So, you know what to do. Go at it.
2: (laughs) Of course. Always, always glad to be here. Appreciate the opportunity and the time. Um, Y'all, please come on this come on this platform you know had these great conversations definitely promote yourself it's an awesome platform awesome host um and yeah definitely support Savannah Sweet Spa website is up and running products are available for men and women we got the grown and sexy we got the subtle and light so you know what I'm saying whatever you're looking for got a product for you um thank you so much for for bringing me back on I always always have a great time and I would definitely be back. Um, so yeah, thank you so much.
0: <laughs> I really appreciate you having on. And uh, like I said, you know, I want to be the face of your uh, your men's line. So
2: <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> so I'm really looking forward. I'm look. I'm promoting myself all the way around. So shit. That's what I'm doing. That's what I need
2: I, to fly to Tennessee. And when I do, and I got my products, we are gonna work some things out.
0: All right. Well, you just let me know when you get here, and then. You know, let me smell it and all that. I'll try it out. Okay. If you need somebody to try it out, but um, thank you again for coming on to the people. Continue to support. Continue to uh, continue to tell your friends and family about Drinking After Dark podcast. I'm Darius. That's Savannah. We out. Peace. Gotta get to the
1: money. Hey. Gotta get to the money. Uh-huh. Early morning, so you know that I'm a damn my straight. got got Early morning, so you know Gotta make sure that my family straight. Gotta make sure that the kids <laughs> the name. Gotta make sure that the bills is paid, and then let's get to the money. Get to, Get, to Get to the money, uh-huh, money. uh-huh.